Hey church, uh, here we are another Tuesday uh, and just wanted to come to you and just kind of share my heart uh, about what's going on and maybe some steps forward uh, for some of us. If you're anything like me, uh, anytime somebody asks, hey, what day is it? It can be hard to even come up with an answer because all of the days are starting to feel the same. Uh, things are starting to run together. Uh, and again, if you're anything like me, when every day starts to feel the same, I can start to lose some focus. I can start to lose some motivation. Uh, there's a lot of things that I know that I should do that just kind of become, uh, maybe I'll get to it tomorrow. Uh, it just becomes hard to get traction uh, in certain areas. And so I wanna come on Tuesdays from, from now forward, uh, for the next few weeks at least, maybe beyond, uh, and just maybe bring us back to a little more focus uh, with our first message of the week. Uh, I want to remind us that we are still called, even in this craziness that's happening right now, to live kingdom life, to allow the kingdom reality of Jesus to change us on the inside and to use us to advance his kingdom outward, to introduce people to the kingdom of God. Now, again, it's easy to lose focus in that and just kind of get caught going in the motions with kids home, with working from home, with not being able to, to do a lot of the things we normally do, even as a church, being able to gather like we normally do. It's easy to lose focus. And so I want to bring us back and give us some practical tools uh, that we can use to continue to grow in this time, to allow the kingdom uh, to infect more areas of our lives and hopefully, we pray, allow God to use us to introduce the kingdom to more people. So I'm going to introduce some growth practices. Uh, some of these may be new for some of you. Some of these uh, may be things that you've heard taught on before, you've practiced before. And it may just be a good time to remember to go back uh, to some of those. And so the one that we're going to start with is the growth practice of meditation. Uh, meditation is a really ancient practice. It's been in the church since before the church was the church. Uh, we find meditation back in the Old Testament. It's been something that God has called his people to from the very beginning. But before we dive into uh, what meditation looks like and how we're going to get into it, what I want to do is first maybe go through what meditation isn't. Uh, meditation has kind of been hijacked over the last couple thousand years uh, by a lot of Eastern religions. Uh, and meditation, when we talk about it from a biblical perspective, is very different uh, from meditation that you may hear other people talk about. Uh, the other kinds of meditation focus on emptying yourselves, on just breathing and finding nothing, or maybe finding oneness with everything around you and just centering yourself on yourself. Uh, this is very different from what biblical meditation is. What we find in the scriptures is that we're always told to meditate, not to empty ourselves, but to be filled with the presence of God. We're told to meditate, not to clear our minds, but to focus our minds on the word and works of God. Meditation is a biblical practice where we slow down and we intently listen for what God may be doing, what God may be saying to us in that moment. Let me share with you uh, from a guy named Richard Foster. He wrote a book called The Celebration of Disciplines. Uh, it's actually where a lot of these Tuesday talks are gonna be coming from, uh, as he shares on, on his definition of what meditation is. So let me share with you a passage from his book. 
The Bible uses two different Hebrew words to convey the idea of meditation, and together they are used some 58 times. These words have various meanings, listening to God's word, reflecting on God's works, rehearsing God's deeds, ruminating on God's law, and more. In each case, there is a stress upon changed behavior as a result of our encounter with the living God. Repentance and obedience are essential features in any biblical understanding of meditation. Simply put, Foster says, meditation is the practice of hearing and obeying God's voice. That's if you broke it down to its simplest form, and it actually is pretty simple. It's listening for the voice of God and doing what he tells you. Not just reading a story and going cool and moving on, but actually taking time to let it sink into your heart and then to obey, to do what it says, to allow it to transform you in your inner person. This is something we saw Jesus doing all the time. He would go away to lonely places to be with the Father, to get refocused. Lord, what are we about today? And God would give him a, friend, a fresh sense of mission, a fresh sense of calling. And he would come down from those places and he would gather his disciples and he'd go, boys, we're heading off to the next place. I know what we're about today. This is what God is calling us to. We even see it when we look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, which we celebrated last Friday on Good Friday. Jesus sweating blood as he spends time hearing from the Father and taking his will and laying it before God and going, God, if there's any other way, let's do it another way, but not my will, but yours be done. He was meditating on the mission that God had given him and he found strength and courage in it. And we're called to do the same thing, to meditate on the scriptures, to meditate on the presence of God in us and with us, to hear his voice and to obey. So let me share with you a couple uh, ideas of what this could look like in our lives. The first thing that this could look like is to take a single verse, a single passage of scripture, and to spend time just kind of reading it again and again, going, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this verse? Well, we, some of these things that we read and we find encouragement in, but we kind of, you read them so often, you get used to them and you kind of miss the meaning of them. To take some of those passages and spend time just focusing on it and maybe for five minutes, just reading it through and going, Lord, there's something you want to say to me here. What is it? And I'm just going to stay here in this passage until you speak. Maybe it's taking one command uh, that Jesus gives or that Paul gives or whoever and taking time to truly stop and instead of just reading it and go, okay, love your neighbor as yourself, got it, check, and moving on. We've heard it before, we know it. But to actually spend time sitting and in the quietness of your own heart going, so who is a neighbor God is calling me to love today? God, how can I love that neighbor? What would it look like? And we start to use our imaginations. What would it look like to love my neighbor as myself? And we allow God to speak to our hearts during that. And then comes the hard part. We obey. Whatever he speaks to us during that time about that command, we get up and we go. Maybe it's taking one story or one parable at a time and sitting down and just in the quietness of your own heart, imagining what that would have been like. When Jesus would tell these, these parables, they were stories that people would hear 
and it would take them back to a place, to that time that they were in the field or in the marketplace, or uh, they would have understood a king and his servants. I mean, all these different parables Jesus told, it would have sparked something in their imagination where they go, oh man, I can imagine what that servant would have felt like. I can only imagine what it would be like to find a pearl of such great worth. I'd sell everything for it. And it would spark something in their imaginations. Maybe for us to take time to, to read a story, a parable, and to slow down and to go, what would it be like if I was there that day that Jesus said that? What would it have sparked in me? What would I have thought of when he used that teaching, when he used that parable? And Lord, what are you trying to spark in me today? Maybe it's taking one attribute. Uh, we're told to be people of peace, for instance. And to sit down and read a passage that talks about the, the peace that Jesus gives, how it's different than the world gives, or whatever it may be. And to go, Lord, where are some areas in my life where I don't have peace? What are some areas in my life where I have fear? And to just start to, in the quietness of your own heart, present those to God. And allow him to bring peace into those areas. Lord, I'm scared about the finances. I'm scared about the future. I'm scared about uh, this conversation you may be calling me to have today. Would you bring your peace there? And we allow him to start to minister as we slow down and meditate on his word. Maybe it's taking just each situation of your day and offering it up to him. Lord, I don't know how to homeschool my kids. I'm scared I'm gonna mess them up. I'm scared we're gonna miss something. They're gonna fall behind, for an example. Lord, would you show me what you want for me today? Would you speak to me about this fear uh, of having my kids in the house all the time or of working from home or of what the future may bring? To bring each situation in your life and just lay it before the Lord open-handed and meditate, listen, and obey when he calls you to move. Church, I truly believe that if we do this, we will find such growth in our inner man. We will become different people as we begin to, here's the key, slow down and meditate on his word and his works. As we begin to prioritize hearing his voice and responding in obedience, no matter how small or how big it may be, we will become a different people and our church and our community will be different for it. So would you take some time this week? Listen, I'm talking two minutes, five minutes. Lock yourself in a bathroom, go outside on the porch, go for a hike, get in your car, whatever you need to do to find a, a bit of a quiet place where you can slow down and meditate on what the Lord may be speaking to you. May we be blessed as we practice this this week, church. God bless you.